You're listening to the Ask Coach Parry podcast. If you'd like to join thousands of other runners from around the world who are getting direct access to Coach Parry, his science-backed training plans that work, and a community of runners to motivate you and hold you accountable, then head over to coachparry.com forward slash ask. We're talking shoes on this edition of the Ask Coach Parry podcast. A great question from Steve. Uh, we've got Devlin Eden with us. Dev, nice to see you. Hey, Brad. How's it going? Yeah. Very, very good. Steve saying that Strava, I love this, Strava, Strava is congratulating me and suggesting I need new trainers. To me, that sounds like a sponsored post, but <laughs> that's besides the point. He says, uh, Strava saying you've run 502 kilometers on your ASIC shoes. Most manufacturers and coaches recommend that you replace running shoes every five to 800 kilometers to prevent injury. Now might be a good time to reward yourself with a new pair of shoes. Uh, I look at my trainers. They look... Uh, I look at my trainers like I look like a, a car tire. Uh, if there's still some tread on the soles, then there are more miles in them. Do you have views on how often and under what circumstances I should renew my running shoes? I've got two pairs of trainers, one for dry road uh, or, or road or dry trails, and the other is for mud. I generally run three times a week, mostly on road slash trails. Uh, what are your thoughts on investing in a couple of pairs of road dry trails and rotating them? Yeah, so <laughs> Brad, coming back to that Strava point, if Strava was buying shoes for me all the time, I'd I'd be very happy with with them with requesting new ones. Um, yeah. So so look from a, a a time to trade in your shoes or trade in shoes, but to get new shoes. So how we would typically judge that? It's going to be quite dependent on the athlete. Um, I myself am a bigger runner, so I don't necessarily get as much mileage as on my shoes as what uh, a lighter weight runner would. On average, you're probably looking at between 600 to 800 kilometers to a pair of shoes. Um, some smaller shaped ladies would probably get away with up to a thousand kilometers. Uh, it is going to be very dependent to have a look at the shoe itself. So I like the way he looks at the shoe there and says he, he, he reads the trade in it. And that's very key, actually. So if you look at the shoe side on, you've got what the, the foamy sort of section of the shoe is that midsole. And then you've generally got the, the tread or the outer layer, the outer sole. So what is key is when you have a look at the tread on that, is if you start wearing through that outer sole into the midsole, that's generally a good indication that you are running out of time and you need to be looking at new shoes. As well as looking at that midsole side on and seeing the crease lines and the compression in those, the, that midsole. So if there is quite a bit of cushioning uh, sorry, if there's quite a bit of crease line and compression, so it looks like you're losing a lot of that foam and that compression, then again, another sort of indication that you are time for, for a new pair of shoes. So that those are some of the telltale signs you want to be looking at. Um, in terms of rotating through shoes, look, it's going to make the life of your shoe last a lot longer. Obviously, you're technically then running almost half the mileage in it at a time. So that, that I'm all right with. However, my recommendation would be to try and get shoes that are very similar models. So in terms of looking at that heel-toe drop difference, you don't want to start playing with shoes that are very different and now start risking injuries because then it is quite key. Look, again, if you're easing yourself into it, you'll be able to, like, your body can accommodate that a little bit better. But the problem is if you're chopping and changing between shoes that are very different, you're then running with different sort of tension on the legs, different tension on certain tendons and muscles, which then does risk injury. So 
I'm fine with it as long as the shoes are very similar in terms of that heel-toe drop. The models are quite similar and have the same sort of characteristics. Then trade, um, sort of alternating between shoes works well. Just don't do what I do because I do exactly that. But I run in exactly the same pair of shoes. So if I, if I go and I tend to buy in, in, in bulk for a couple of reasons because I wear a size 15, first of all. <laughs> uh, and second of all, uh, I look for, for good deals. So if, if someone's got a good deal on, I will buy all their size 15s because you can never find size 15s and when it's a good deal, it's a good deal. <laughs> but then you end up with the same running shoe, multiple pairs of the same running shoe. So they're the same color, everything. So mark the shoes that belong to each other because <laughs> I've made that mistake where it's like, ooh, does that left one belong to that right one? So uh, that's key as well. So uh, great question there, Steve. Thank you very much for that. Dev, as always, thanks for, for your time. Thanks, Brad. Great question. Hey, it's Brad again. Before I go, did you know that most running training plans don't take your age into account? That's why most runners over the age of 50 are constantly running in some sort of pain or battling a niggling injury. That's why they always feel tired and fatigued, and it's also the reason why their endurance fades as they get older. It's the number one reason they seem to get slower and slower year after year, even though it feels like they're training harder than ever. If you'd like to discover a new way to train as you get older, then make sure you join us for our upcoming Fast to be on 50 masterclass. Simply head over to coachparry.com forward slash 50 or click on the link in your podcast player now.